You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. I'm your host, Tyler Marr, here in the studio at the Shepparton News and uh, alongside me is Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, it's good to be back after uh, a pretty busy week uh, on and off the bowls green. Yes, uh, congratulations uh, are certainly in order, Ash, for you and your partner, Danny. Uh, would you let the listeners in on uh, your news? Yeah, so uh, my wife, Danny, and I welcomed our first child into the world uh, last Wednesday at 4.56pm, precisely. Our daughter named Alexandra Teagan Williamson, so things are going well at home, and when um, Danny's you know, come through the pregnancy or the, the labour quite well. Um, Alexandra's settling in well at home. We got home on Friday morning and, um, yeah, it's a very exciting part of the you know, time of the year to be welcoming a new child into into our family. certainly is. And uh, speaking of welcoming, we'll welcome Brian into the studio as well. Brian Nisbet, uh, welcome for another week, mate. How'd you go in midweek today? Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, we had a good win at Kai, one on all rinks by about uh, average about 12 shots per rink. Green was running about 14 seconds, just my pace, mate, although I'd, I did enjoy Tally's on Saturday. We Our rink was the only winner. Um, got up against a pretty good side too, a pretty good rink, I should say. Running 17 out there, credit to Cole Austin, their green keeper. Fantastic it was, no wind, pity about the flies. <laughs> It's uh, It's been some good weather for growing grass, I'd say, uh, Brian, but um, we might be a little bit threatened this weekend with the weather. Uh, currently sitting at about 39 last time I checked. 38. 38. Yeah. 38. So 38 would be... All good. All good. I think all it's good. 40 that it gets called off the night before. Yeah, yeah so um, I think uh, yeah, I think those who have got an un- the luxury of an undercover green might be uh, might be well served this weekend. Yeah, well, I think East Shepherd and Division 1 should play park outside. That would be my choice. And we can play inside against... Stanhope, <laughs> Division Three. There's so, a uh, Division One uh, yeah, Friday night that, Mr. game. Division One Friday night game this week as well. But we'll get on to that once we get into the uh, the previews uh, for the weekend. Uh, I suppose we'll kick straight off into the review of the midweek action, Ash. Yeah. So played today, Tuesday, December fourteenth, second last round before final uh, before Christmas. Sorry. Um, so Division Five, Dookie had a, a twelve-shot win against Violet Town, fifty to thirty-eight, twelve points to two. Rushworth had the bye. Uh, we didn't have a score at the time of recording for Avenal versus Seymour, and Colburn Abbott fell over the line by three shots, fifty-one forty-eight against Euroa, twelve points to two. Uh, Division Four South, no results from the Seymour v Seymour VRI game or the Eildon v Yaroa game, but um, Alexandra far too good for Shepparton Park, 96-44 in a 16-0 sweep. Division 4 North, Murchison beating Kyabram in a clean sweep, 73-52. East Shepparton and Merrigan played a draw, 68 shots apiece, with East Shepparton claiming 9 points to Merrigan 7. Shepparton Park in a tight one as well, 66 shots to 63 against arch-rival Shepparton Golf, 14 points to 2. And uh, Namurka received a forfeit from Tatura Hilltop. Concerning there, Brian, for Tad Hilltop, I think that's the, more than once they've forfeited in that grade this year in midweek. I think they've forfeited every week, Ash, so I don't know, they may as well just make it a buy. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, 
Looking at Division Three, Kyabram uh, fell to East Shepparton one, eighty-one to fifty-one in a clean sweep for East Shep one. East Shepparton two also had a win, sixty-nine sixty-three, bit closer, twelve points to four. So Marupna won two of the three rinks there. Shepparton Park far too good for Tad Hilltop, ninety-three thirty-eight in a clean sweep victory. And Nagambi too good for Marupna Golf, seventy-eight sixty-two, fourteen points to two. Division 2, no result from the Seymour v. Kybram game at this stage. Stanhope uh, in a tight one, 67-65 against Avenal, 14 points to 2. Shep Park also in another tight one against Arch Rivals Golf, uh, 66-62, 12 points to 4. So one rink enough there for Shep Park to prevail. And Tatura Hilltop v. Yaroa, Yaroa too good, 88-65, 14 points to 2. Looking at Division 1 from today, uh, big result for Kybram, 85 points to 62, 14 points to 2 against East Shepparton. Uh, first year back in for East Shep, Brian, in Division 1, probably hasn't gone to plan for them at this stage. No, we, there were two rinks. Two rinks were pretty even at Smoko, uh, but Laurie Bodycate was down 428. Okay. And he got up to 1630. Something, I think 37 or whatever it was. Yeah, it's always hard to cover that big one big result. Stacey Collier had a lead all day, uh, but uh, Jenny Dixon come back and just defeated her. Yep. And in another close match, Poppet Gribble defeated defeated their um, their other skip by one shot. Marie Boswell was the winner, of uh, the big winner. Oh, so was it Mary Greco? Mary Greco. Maria, yeah, yeah. Mary, sorry, Mary, uh, Mary Greco, you know, um, Went down by one shot to pop a gripple and he had Graham Barber playing third, so a pretty good rink. Yeah, yep, but um, obviously good result for Kybram there. Rushworth against Shepherd and Golf over at Rushworth. Always hard to win over there, but Shepherd and Golf did just enough. 72 shots to 64, 14-2, so they continue on their merry way. Shepherd and Park far too good for Tatura Hilltop at home. 78 shots to 44, 14-2. Um, and Seymour, also far too good for Marupna Golf at home, winning all three rinks, 88 shots to 47. So um, those are the results, second last round before Christmas. Um, it certainly looks like sort of uh, the top sides have well and truly emerged in the midweek Division One competition, uh, Brian, with Shepparton Golf again a benchmark. Yeah, certainly, and I think Park, Park will be contenders, and Kai Abram, obviously, yeah. and... The other side would be nearly – well, I thought it would be Hilltop, but – Yeah, no. well, well looking, looking at the ladder, you've got Shepparton Golf unbeaten with six wins, 88 points. Shepparton Park, five and one. Their only loss being against Shep Golf in a reasonably tight one, uh, 70 points in second. Tat Hilltop, four and two, uh, 64 points. And rounding out the four is Kybram, three and three, um, courtesy of today's victory against East Shep, 50 points. Already 14 points separating them in fifth, which is Seymour, two and three. Uh, they're on 36 points. East Shepparton, 2-4 and four on 33. And Rushworth, uh, they're seventh on 21 points. And bringing up the rear is Marupna Golf on six points. So um, that top four sort of, you know, in the next couple of weeks, if the results go as planned, could already be settled. Could be, yeah. I, as I say, I'm amazed... I think Hilltop must have had a few players out today by the sound of that score. Yeah, well, um, David Cartwright 
was their winning rink. He won by a shot against Paul Warren. Um, but, yeah, obviously looking at, um, you know, they've obviously got a side forfeiting in one of the lower grades. A couple of their other lower grade sides um, copped a fair defeat. And it's always hard at this time of year with clubs' unavailabilities for various reasons. Your depth can quickly take a hit with, you know, four or five outs. Yeah, it certainly can, yeah. It's that silly season, of course. <laughs> certainly is. Uh, weekend pennant uh, from Saturday, which was the penultimate round before Christmas as well. Obviously, Christmas being a Saturday this year. Um, Division 6 South, Ilden 1, uh, had a big win over Avenal, 16 uh, nothing and 100-52. to 52. Uh, Ilden 2 defeated Seymour and Alexandra 1 defeated Alexandra 2. Uh, Div 6 North, it was Euroa, Rushworth, Kyabram and Shepparton Park taking the wins. Div 5, uh, Tally Groupner 18-124 defeated Shep Golf 0-69. Tat Hilltop uh, and Murchison drew 93 apiece and nine premiership points apiece. See, um, Seymour VRI, 14-102, defeated East Shep, 481. And Marutna Golf also had a win over Merrigan. Uh, Division 4, uh, Nagambi, 87-85, uh, snuck past Euroa, 14-4. Uh, Seymour uh, went down to VRI despite winning two rinks, 105-81. Uh, and uh, one of the, the rink wins there... Which is why the sco- the margin was so big was Greg Jones uh, had a forty three seventeen victory, so uh, a big one there. And um, Kai Abram defeated Dookie by thirty shots on all rinks, as well as Tat Hilltop getting over the top of Shepparton Park. Div three, uh, East Shep three shots the better over Tally Garupna, um, as uh, Brian was alluding to. Uh, is that the that the division you're playing in, Brian? That's Ka- it. Yep. Yeah. You you and Gunther McInnes dynamic duo. They tell me. Yeah, I was happy with my game, but Marilyn Cox bowled very well. And and so did Dennis Galt, our illustrious president out there. It was a real team effort. And uh, on a 17-second, the green was magnificent. Yeah, I had to laugh because one of their players, um, about five ends to go, and his rink said, oh, the greens out here are too quick. Can't handle them. <laughs> and I thought, well, we've got them, haven't we? Uh, yes. Uh, well, Shep Park uh, had an 18-0 win over Stanhope, but it was close across the rinks, uh, only being a 15-shot margin in the end. Shep Golf defeated Avenal quite comfortably, and the same goes for Seymour defeating Marupna 17-1, 125-66. Division 2, uh, Shep Park defeated Rushworth by 25 shots in the end, dropping just one rink. Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, Shep Park needed to really needed to win that game to get back. You know, in the finals picture, and um, Heath Matthews had a really good win. Um, was behind at Smoko, and then after that, won about I think eight or nine ends in a row, and ended up winning by sort of fifteen or sixteen shots. So that was a big difference. And um, the the return of uh, Group One Gavin Flanagan to the Division Two side as well uh, beat knocked off Gene Sprague in his return, which. Uh, we probably won't hear the end of, but um, back in the Division 2 fold, so um, it'll be interesting to see if Shep Park can string a couple of wins together before Christmas to put themselves back in the hunt. And uh, Shepparton and Golf defeated East Shepparton 18-0, but none of the rink scores, uh, well, the margins were more than four shots, so it was only um, 14 shots in the end, the, the overall score, despite being uh, an all-rinks win to Shep Golf. Uh, Marupna Golf went down to Tatura Hilltop but won two rinks uh, in a seven-shot loss 
And Marupna, 15-108, defeated Kyabram, 3-75. On to Div 1, the uh, Alan Matheson Shield results. And uh, what uh, Kyabram chairman of selector Glenn Fields described as a game that many will remember for a long time in uh, a a draw between Kyabram and Tally. Yeah, look, um, Kyabram probably would, you know, know, they started the year four and zip, had a bit of a letdown um, the previous week against Stanhope. And, um, you know, to, 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 to pinch a draw... Um, against against the side of Tally Garutma's calibre. Um, they'll, they'll take a lot of confidence out of that, especially given that they're playing Shepherd and Golf this week. Um, you know, so in sort of speaking to some people involved in the game, um, you know, jo- Jockey McInnes had a, had a really good game against Mitch Sidebottom. Um, his rink was able to still get over the line and, and stay unbeaten for the year. Glenn Fields is still unbeaten for the year. He, he um, won by one shot, I believe, or two shots. So, um, yeah, certainly plenty to take out of it, probably from Kai's point of view, um, I think, whereas Tally probably a shade disappointed not to come away with the win. Yeah, 86 all in the end, but 10-8 um, to Kyabram. So uh, they got the lion's share of the points. A morale, I'd call that a morale victory for Kyabram. Yeah, and it came down to the last uh, last end in the end. Um, uh, Glenn Fields. Yeah, he uh, trailed all day, but got up. Yeah, uh, won twenty nineteen over Liam Crapper. Um, across the other results, uh, a few tight ones. Tad Hilltop uh, fifteen ninety defeated East Shepparton three eighty, and uh, the Bulldogs are just rolling a little bit now. They've sort of strung a couple together, which is exactly what they needed to do. Yeah, and I think um, you know Brendan Boyd's been pretty consistent about saying that you know once they got that first win on the board, um, sort of the relief I guess um, comes out of the players a bit. There's quite a, it's quite a new look to Tura Hill top side this year, so um, now that they've got a bit of momentum going and you know their combinations are obviously working and they're used to how each other's playing, so um, they're certainly a side to look out for in the second half of the year. And uh, Shepherd and Golf, 50-shot victors over Stanhope, 18-0. Uh, Brad Robinson skipping uh, for the first time. Yeah, so yeah, so against his old club, Brett Foley was out for the game. I think his father, John, was as well, so it might have been some sort of Christmas function. But um, good for Brad Robinson to get an opportunity skipping in the benchmark side and against his former side, so he would have... Um, you know, had a bit to play for there, and uh, Shep Golf doing probably what we expected, Brian. Yeah, but I predicted forty shots. I was, I didn't want to be too. Um, I've been accused of having, what do you call it, increasing the margin by an unrealistic amount. But uh, it was no surprise to me. Overly pessimistic. Uh, Overly I would say, that's Brian. it. That's a word. Well, and um, Brad Orr obviously leading the skip of the year ladder at the moment. I think he's won by. 25 plus his last two weeks or something like that so he's in you know imperious form in ridiculous form and it's probably not form we see from him until the back end of the season (laughs) most years so uh, that's pretty ominous yeah Uh, and the uh, final game uh, another uh, fresh face skipper there I see in Ash Williamson defeating Mark Stevens 25-18 I've got a yeah and I um, I'll add to that I've got a text from Mark Stevens and he said to pass on his can to make sure I mention on the bowl show that Ashley Williamson played a superb game in his first hit out as skipper for Shep Park in Div 1. And uh, Mark's a good mate of mine down there and he's been in pretty good form. So congratulations, Ash. No doubt your rink bowl well too, but a good skipper only has to mop up, but obviously he did more than that. 
Yeah, look, it's um, certainly, a, a, like I said earlier, a big week in the family, like obviously having the having the baby on Wednesday and getting home on Friday and then add to that, you know, getting a call on fr- sort of midday Friday or up Friday afternoon to say that Paul Nichols was unavailable due to, um, you know, isolation um, and that I'd be going up to skip. So, you know, it was a, it was a big thing, sort of a lot going, going on in my mind. But, um, yeah, like you said, you're only as good as the rink that you play with and um, they had to make a few changes with some other unavailabilities and things like that as well. So uh, Peter Boxer Brody um, was promoted for his first Division One game of the season. He led for me. Um, and was you know quite consistent, um, and then Paul Beecroft played second, and Rob Thorne came up and played his first division one game for the year as well as third, and the four of us together sort of um, worked really well, and um, you know, I can't sort of speak highly enough of Mark, you know, his sportsmanship and the way he goes about it. It was um, you know in terms of you know it certainly helped probably ease my nerves a little bit, and it's just good to know that. Um, obviously I skipped a little bit in Division 2 and that I can be just as competitive in Division 1 and um, we'll see what happens this week. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, we've got no guests, so we might as well delve into it a bit. That, that step up from skipping in Division 2 to... Obviously, you've played 3 for a while now in, mm. in Div 1. Um, yep. s- skipping in Div 1, did, did you notice any differences? Um, or I suppose, did you approach it in a different way than the last time you skipped? Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I think probably um, skipping in Division 2 just sort of gave me a really good grounding probably in how to sort of... Um, back yourself to play those conversion shots and obviously the stakes probably I mean they're still reasonably high but you know all eyes are probably more so on division one and um, I was lucky enough to have Dennis Beck as my third and he gave me a real lot of confidence when I first started skipping um, and that sort of um, I thought a lot about that sort of in the you know the, the day before the game and the things that you know we talked about when I was skipping in the twos and um, sort of try to put a lot of a lot, lot of those into place the next day, you know, first going Division 1 and sort of having Rob Thorne as my third, I think that's the first time he's played third in Division 1. So we were pretty much in a similar boat and we just sort of spoke about being really positive with our talk and, um, and you know, not sort of dwelling on things too much and putting too much pressure on ourselves and also being really positive in taking the game on. And I think that sort of... Um, once we once we sort of both um, you know played a couple of good conversion shots, I think that that sort of set us off for the rest of the day. And you know, with Boxer and Paul Beecroft sort of setting us up at the front end, uh, really, it sort of um, it, it made my job a lot easier. You think Boxer will hold his place? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Look, to be honest, um, I think probably the the feeling from people at the club when they. When they found out that he'd been put in as a replacement, um, probably thought maybe it was a step backwards in terms of building for our future, given that obviously he's played a lot of Division 1, top-line Division 1 bowls for many, many years. Um, but if Park's going to go forward, you know, there needs to be that opportunity for the next lot to come in. And if it is a case of um, that that person only playing one game, it might be more beneficial for someone to have an opportunity who hasn't before rather than just putting some an older person like Boxer in. But certainly the way he performed, um, he'd be pretty stiff to miss out if, you know, if push comes to shove and, he, and you know, Paul Nichols is back this week. So I wouldn't want to be the selectors in the, in the meeting tonight trying to work all that out because, um, yeah, I think there's probably sort of 17 or 18 trying to go into 16 and obviously it doesn't fit. So Yeah, because the, the reality is as much as we joke about it, Dave Hardy has retired and, and you're looking to fill that, 
that spot in Division One, and and whether that's shuffling the pieces that are already there, or yeah, um, you know, an opportunity to promote from from the second division is something that selectors obviously have to weigh up. Yeah, and and sort of having sort of played a lot of Division Two bowls in probably the last three three to four years. Um, I reckon I probably have a, a good feel for who some of those guys are that are pushing to make that next step up to Division 1, and Rob Thorne is one of those, and it was great for him to get an opportunity last week. Um, Richard Hansen's another one who's, you know, coming along really steady as a leader. Um, you know, my dad, Greg's skipped a fair bit in Division 2 as well, and, you know, he's sort of knocking on the door. And um, so there are a lot of good um, players in there that would relish that opportunity to be exposed in Division 1, and sort of the way that Park's building... Um, the time sort of has come to try and give those guys more of a chance. And obviously I've been a bit of a beneficiary of that, but there's certainly more opportunity out there, I think. Yeah, definitely. Now, you know, age is only a number, but uh, I can see your point of view about there's not – no one really springs up as – there's not a lot of young bowlers at Chet Park. We discussed yeah, this yeah. last week, is it? Yeah, and I think that's where sort of Park – is probably a little bit behind in terms of its development compared to, say, a Tally Garutna or a Shep Golf or even um, e- even East to a certain extent. Um, you know, we, we, we are attracting new bowlers, but um, they need that opportunity to thrive. And if you sort of um, – if there's not that opportunity there, they can tend to leave or they stop playing and, 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 and sort of uh, it sets you back a fair bit. So it'll be interesting to see where – where Park goes sort of in the next half season because obviously their ones and twos aren't in the four at the moment, so they're fighting to get in there and they're used to playing finals. So um, it's about finding that balance between giving opportunity and also being competitive each week as well, I think. Yeah, well, looking at the ladder in Division 1, we've got one round to go, but the the fourth side's had two wins. Mm. Now, if they win next week, the fourth team, for example, that's three wins and... A complete round's finished. So this season, I believe a side can get in with six wins out of 14. Yeah, and I think that's where rink points are going to be so crucial. Like I, I look at it, I think Shep Park at the moment is one point or two points outside of the four. Um, and, you know, one point, yep. So I look at the, the, the missed opportunities that park from a park perspective, obviously. Um we probably should have drawn overall against Stanhope in round one and said we lost by one shot. Um, we should have, we, we had an opportunity to win three rinks against Shep Golf and we won one and we had an opportunity to win three rinks against Tally Garupna and we won one there as well. So we've left a lot of points on the table and I bet other clubs in that fight for fourth would, would say the same thing, but I think that's what it's going to come down to after Christmas. Yeah, well, there's two rink wins between fourth and seventh. So yeah. Tat Hilltop on 41 points, Shep Park on 40 Uroa on 38 and Stanhope on 37 and East probably, you know, a win back on 27. Uh, but, yeah, that, like you said, those ring points are going to be pretty How, crucial. Yeah. East are lucky in a way. They've won one game and they're 14 points outside the, the four. Yeah. If yep. they happen to beat Shep Park, well, they're right back in contention. But yep. otherwise they're going to have to win five games out of the last seven yep. to have a chance. And and, and the maths pretty, uh, uh, yeah, the maths doesn't favour you when two of those are against golf and, and tally, and tally when you, right. you're probably not giving them those. So, anyway. All right, well, we'll uh, move on, I reckon. Uh, we've got uh, weekend pennant to talk about the and midweek, the last round before Christmas, Brian. Yeah, we'll uh, start with weekend preview round seven. Uh, Division six south, Alex won two defeat Yay, who are second on the ladder, incidentally, and Alex won a top. 
Eildon 1 play Eildon 2, and I'm going for Eildon 1. They're third and fourth on the ladder. Avalon play Alex 2. Alex 2 are fifth, and the buy Seymour. I'll go for Alex 2 to defeat Avenal. They're still in contention. Division 6 North. Colbo to, to defeat Park. Colbo are well on top there. Kai to defeat Yaroa. East to defeat Rushy. Stanhope to defeat Dukey. Division 5, Shep Golf. We will go down to Tad Hilltop. Seymour VRI to defeat Merrigan. Tally to defeat East. And Marupna Golf play Merch. And I'm going for Merch in the match of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Division 4, Nagambi play Seymour in the match of the day. Going for Nagambi at home. Yarrawa to defeat Park, Tad Hilltop to defeat Dukey and VRI to defeat Kai Abram. Division 3, I think East will have a win against Stanhope at home and put us back in uh, finals contention. Marupna will go down to Shep Golf. Tally play Abinal, that would be probably an upset. Marupna, I think, third on the ladder or second they may be. But I think Shep Golf... A good win at Nagambi last week against Avenal, and they played pretty well against us on the on the quick grass. So I reckon they're improvers. It'll, it's interesting to see whether Marupna can hold their form for the rest of the year because I think they were pretty close to relegation last they year were. in the threes, they and were. they've and they've been a real surprise packet. Yeah, Tally will beat Avenal at home, and Seymour to defeat Shepparton Park at home. Division 2, Marupna Golf play Marupna, and I'm going to go for Marupna to win this. Yeah, they've probably been a shade disappointing given they were the grand finalists last year, so they'd be hoping to finish off 2021 to, to with a win to sort of just keep their, their faint finals hopes alive. You know I'm a big Marupna fan. No, so I know you are. Um, get, get around the cat. <laughs> yeah, Marupna, as I said, I'll win this. Uh, Park play Tat Hilltop and a Chep Park. To have a win, this will be a tight contest. Tad Hilltop have been more than competitive, but Park, I believe, uh, will win this at home. Yeah, and and that would put them right back in the frame for for top four if they could pinch those last two two wins for the for the year before the Christmas break. Uh, it certainly give them some confidence going into the new year. Yeah, I think Park uh, with a couple probably back through the ones um, should strengthen up and and get the job done uh, uh, on the weekend. And Rushy plays Shep Golf. I believe, uh, I think Rushy's dropped the ball a bit and Shep Golf should have a, a big win over there. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's always hard to win at Rushworth, but um, having sort of seen a little bit of them last week against Shep Park Rushworth, I think Golf will have too much firepower for him. Exactly. Tyler agrees. And Kai Abram play East Shepparton at Kai. East were more than competitive against Shep Golf. Golf did have a few players out. Naturally, but I think East can um, beat Kai Abram over there in, in what will be a good contest. Yeah, look, um, East has, has been really impressive, I think, in Division 2 this year. Um, sort, of, sort of certainly given that their ones are, are stuck. Are they on the bottom, are they, at the moment? Yeah, they're on the bottom in Division 1, but their twos are going really well. So it shows that their depth sort of, they obviously have a fair bit of depth in there, Brian, and uh, Kevin Cox skipping and David Downs and Doug McConaughey, you know, a lot of big blokes with experience in Division 1, and um, it's certainly boding well for them at the moment. I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, with um, back-to-back games, Games on uh, nice grass greens. I think that's always helpful for a side coming off 
uh, a side that doesn't have grass greens itself. So um, I always look for that as a, a form indicator, Brian. So That's a um, very, very good. East Shepparton for me. A good analysis. Tyler Lester, Tyler form, is, form, form, form expert. <laughs> then on to Division 1, we've got East Shepparton hosting Park. I don't know where this will be played. Where do you reckon they'll play, Ash? Um, I think they'll go on undercover and try and get us on the slow green. But Park's record out there is pretty good, though, on the slow green. Um, yeah, I think beating them in a night game, which I wasn't involved in, um, and... Yeah, I, d- I don't know whether they've lost there before. It might only be a couple of games that they've played out there. But Oh, no, actually, I reckon we lost one to weather last year that we didn't get to play. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, heat. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I do remember beating them there in a night game. Yeah, I don't think East have beaten you undercover. Yep. So I'm going for Park, uh, 14-4. Yeah, what 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 do you think? What, what do you think East will do with their sides? Obviously, last week um, they had Pop Popper Gribble skipped again. Brent Rayner's still there, and um, you know da- Daniel Nichols is playing third to Wayne Gribble. Is that right? I think he played third to Jeff. Beattie. Oh, to Jeff Beatty. Sorry, my apologies. And uh, he, his his form's been a massive drop off this year. You know, given last year he barely yeah. lost a game. Um, you know, he's got his grandson, Jacob Brighton, in there. Chris Johnson's led for him a fair bit, and now he's got Daniel Nichols playing third. I don't know – don't know. Yeah, we, we, I can't really put a finger on it, to be honest, but I'm sure he'll be fired up against Park on Saturday. Now I've, I've said that, he'll probably win by 30. But anyway, um, hopefully Park, we, we can get the job done and, and sneak into the four come Christmas, which would be a good result given our poor start to the year. Uh, I'll be tipping Park, but I think East can uh, certainly give it a shake, and I think they should certainly play – under the cover on the slower green. I know that um, Park obviously can train on something that's quite similar, but uh, I I think, you know, especially now that Park's playing on grass all their home games, uh, I'd say um, yeah. it'll be uh, a 14-4 job the, Park's the, way. The, the, um, the, the feedback I had from East losing to Yaroa earlier in the year um, when they played them outside was that it was a big mistake and they sort of flirted with the form a bit um, and overthought it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're once bitten, twice shy and we're on the on the undercover and stick to what they know a bit better. I yeah, well, Johnny Gribble said the same, pretty much yes. the same on, uh, on this show uh, early in the season that, um, you know, it probably uh, brought Yaroa closer to him into the game in yeah. terms of um you know conditions leveled leveled the sort of playing field yeah. there's been one plus for a ship and uh i advocated him skipping earlier in the season gun for mckinnis um congratulated me on this comment i made out it must have been out of the club that uh popper gribble um he drew last week he won his first game the only rink winner the previous match and i against his old team and i think that's a positive move Yep. I think he's a very good skipper. He's, he's, either, he's, he's in his right role. He skips either in the ones or in the twos. I think that's where he's the most value. Yeah, yeah. Look, he certainly plays that aggressive game style and, um, you know, reads the head pretty well. Um, so, yeah, I certainly think it's been a big boost for them getting him in that skipper's role. Now we've got Shep Golf hosting Kai Abram. Well, Kai Abram, they got, I meant to say, they've got a good record against... Uh, Kai has got a good record against Tally Group, and they defeated them there the previous season. Yes, in an upset, and they saw it. They seemed to match up very well against them, but uh, golf are another cup of tea altogether, another kettle of fish, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, they'll be too strong for Kai. Kai, Kai might pinch 
a couple of rinks, but Shep Goff will win by 26 shots, I believe. Yeah, and you'd think that um, Brett Foley will return along with John Foley, so that would mean that Brad Orr would have Wayne Dagger back as his third because he, he shifted across and played third to Brad Robinson, and Gary Russell moved up from second to third for Brad Orr. So I think they'll have something resembling the, the rinks that they've had for majority of the year. Um Robbie George, not sure if he'll sneak in one game before Christmas. Not not sure there, but he'd be a big boost if he does. Either way, he'll be a massive inclusion for Kai in the second half of the year, given what they've already achieved without him in this first half. But, yeah, I think um, Shepard and Golf's uh, depth across the four rinks will be too much for Kai Abram. I'm tipping them to win 18-0, um, which will mean that Brad Orr will extend his lead in the skip of the year and, and Glenn Fields um, will be on the losing end for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I think it'll be Golf as well. I was just uh, looking to see if... Um, Rob George might have rolled out there today in uh, midweek, but no, uh, no, no, can't see him. I so, didn't uh, see him at the club at all. So. I think, um, yeah, he was targeting this last game before Christmas yeah. yep. um, and haven't had an update. So uh, he's a big inclusion if he does play. But, uh, yeah, I think golf will be too strong either way. How many rings for Kai? Uh, one. Yeah, I reckon they might pinch too, but um, I think Foley and all could be the big winners. Yeah. Well, um, that'll be the difference. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in um, you know whether it's a, a footy netball club ball or a, a bowls club Christmas party that you really get up for a, a game where you're having a function afterwards and, and golf have got their Christmas party on Saturday night, Brian, so <laughs> yep. I, I think they won't be dropping too many rings. Oh, no, that's a good point. <laughs> Yaroa play Tally at home and Yaroa's dropped off the boil a bit and I think Tally will be out to redeem their... Showing from last week, uh, they would have expected to defeat uh, Kai, but they may have come back to earth. It's better to have this result now than later in the season. I think Tally will win. I think Tally can get 18 zip at Yaroa. So Tally, Tally's playing Yaroa at Yaroa? Yep. Yeah, look, um, Dave, David Dawes was out. Um, last week, as was Brett Wright. So um, I dare say they'll be back in to bolster tally, tally stock. So um, the interesting one, one will be sort of um, does Matt Robertson retain his skipper's spot or does Mark Ryan go back over and take that spot and R- Robertson goes back to third? Um, you know, does David Dawes skip with a different third? I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, I think um, it's a really important opportunity for Tally Garupna to try and um, they've got one last opportunity this year to, to, you know, look at their rink combinations and then heading into next year really try and solidify those because I think a couple of their rinks might be a little bit suspect at this stage. You know, Liam Crapper's win-loss record looks pretty good, but I don't know whether his rink's solidified yet. He's had Sean McMahon playing third to him. They might be potential there to bolster that rink a little bit. David Dawes, um, as mentioned, um, you know, his rink sort of had some up and down results as well. Um, you know, Mitch Sidebottom's rink's unbeaten, so I dare say that one wouldn't change with Joey Lear as his third, Mick Hanna and um, Tyson Mehmet. But then you've had uh, Mark Ryan in and out as well, and so Matt Robinson skipped the last two weeks. So their potential's there to really sort of hone in on who they think their best 16 is going to be and in what order. And I think they'll do that this week with an 18-0 win against Yaroa. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good opportunity for Tally to gap um, Kai Abram, uh, obviously with Kai playing golf and 
Charlie playing a role, but um, you, you'll certainly see very quickly uh, by the end result whether um, you know Tally's really firing because if you give your row a sniff, they have a tendency to hang around uh, yes. and, and really take a game deep and um, Tally will be looking to do the opposite and kill it before tea and um, sort of roll into the Christmas break uh, with a bit of form. Yeah, and I can vouch for your rowers, um, you know, their, t- their, their toughness. They they were ahead of Shep Park last week at the break um, and we had to fight really hard to edge ahead in the sort of latter part of the second half. Um, so, yeah, they do have, you know, the likes of Ken Sutcliffe and uh, Shane Drysdale's the one that's been a real surprise packet as well. He beat Dennis Smythe last week and his driving was incredible. Um, you know, very accurate and, you know, played some really big um, up shots and weighted shots to, to win his rink there and he sort of emerged from nowhere. I think he was playing third last year to Andy Houston and was maybe even leading at the times just not long before that. So he's really come through the ranks there. Yeah, he's done well. You're spot on there, Ash. Okay, um, we'll do the midweek preview, the final round, round seven. Did you uh, did you miss a game there, Brian? Uh, Stanhope Tat Hilltop? Or did we? Yeah, no, we didn't touch on Stanhope Tat. Uh, Friday night belter. Uh, yes. that's, what, that's what put me off. Artie did the Saturday games. <laughs> the, uh, obviously, with a bit of weather around Saturday, it's quite beneficial for a Friday game to sneak in. Uh, it, it allows, you know, with uh, East v um, Park having the potential Park yeah. under the roof, uh, it means we'll get around in either way in Div 1 by the looks of it. Yeah, look, I think, um, first of all, well done to those two clubs for organising a Friday night game and, um, you know, hopefully it's a good spectacle and they get plenty of neutral supporters out there as well as club supporters. Um, Tad Hilltop, as we mentioned, are building some momentum nicely there. Um, you know, David Cartwright's sort of started to come into a bit of form, Peter Lasseur, um, you know, Brendan Boyd as well. So I think they'll have a bit too much firepower for Stanhope, but, you know, they're not to be... Um, written off completely, uh, you know, with the likes of Rob Ponton's had a couple of good results in recent weeks. Um, Jeff Mulcahy's always handy as well, very hard to beat. Um, so, you know, Stanhope are in the mix, uh, but I think Tad Hilltop will win 16-2. Yes, I would agree with that precisely, Ash. <laughs> yep, same here. Unanimous. Unanimous. Now the midweek, Brian. Yeah, apologies to Stanhope and... Uh, for the Friday night clash. Uh, is that being televised, incidentally? Uh, not that I know of, Brian. <laughs> Thank you very much. Midweek preview, round seven in Division 5. We've got Violet Town, who are going along nicely, hosting, uh, hosting Colbo. And I reckon they'll win. This is first place, second. Match it around. Yaroa got the bye. Seymour will defeat Dukey at home, and Avenal will defeat Rushworth. At Rushworth. Division 4 South Park to go down to Seymour VRI. Seymour to defeat Yaroa and Alex to defeat Eildon. Division 4 North. Shep Golf to defeat Tad Hilltop. Murchison to defeat Shep Park. Kai to defeat East. Yamurka to defeat Merrigan. Division 3 East 1. Will go very well against the Gambian. I expect us to beat my old team. Looking forward to playing against some of my old teammates. It's, there. it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of an oxymoron, Brian, saying my old team, given he's got more club shirts than you know than most players in the GV. 
How, how, how many, Brian? You're yeah, sitting on. My wife give away half a dozen. I'm so. <laughs> I would have, would have. Yeah. There's people at St Vinnie's wearing them around town. <laughs> D- double, double figures, Brian. Or? Yeah, no, not that many. Um, I'll take a while to count them up though. Tad, yeah. Tad Hilltop play Kai, and I'm going for Kai Abram. Uh, Park play Marupna and at Shepparton Park to win this. And Marupna Golf will defeat East 2. Division 2. Shep Golf play Tat Hilltop. And I'll go for Shep Golf. Seymour play Shep Park. And it's Shep Park for me. I think it's a good Division 2 side. Kai and Stanhope. Stanhope to defeat Kai. At Kai and Yaroa to defeat Avenal. Yep. Any any of you boys got different ideas? So Seymour v Park is that at Seymour? Yes. Yeah, I yeah Seymour's always hard to beat over there. But Park will have their work cut out. I think they uh, do have they do have a good Division Two side this year. Park, but yeah, no, I reckon I'll get the chocolate. Yeah, it's fun. Seymour have been playing mainly on grass. Talking to Dale Salick. Yes. Yeah. No. It's I've not, never played on carpet I, over there except for a tournament. I've played on both. We tended to play Division 2 there a lot um, on grass. And then all of a sudden one year, one day we played oh, – and I actually played against Dale Salick on the on the synthetic. And the, the sand base, you could see the sand as you were rolling down on it. It was lightning quick. But, um, yeah, always tough to win at Seymour. In Division 1, East hosts Seymour. And I think East can get the job done on the – Undercover carpet um, in a very tight contest. They'll probably be viewed as an upset, but I think East can, and this will put them back in contention for a final spot after they've dropped a few in a row. Yep. Tad Hilltop hosts Kai Abram, and you'd have to go for uh, no Tad Hilltop versus Kai. Yep. I'll go for Kai Abram in that match after Hilltop's poor performance this round. Yeah, look, I think um, I think they might they might bounce back to Hilltop, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a couple of inclusions just to bolster their rinks up a little bit, knowing how important the game is going into the the Christmas break, and they're sort of uh, right on the cusp of top four. Um, so I think they'll they'll go out go in with a point to prove and get the job done. Yeah, and Chet Park hosts Rushy. Uh, Gene Sprague would be their biggest hope of getting a rink, but I can see Park getting a clean sweep in this game at home. Yeah, look, they're um, clearly the second-best side in it at the moment at this stage, and if they're going to be the second-best side, they'd want to be accounting for Rushworth at home quite easily. And Marupna Golf, uh, rock bottom, plays Shep Golf. Marupna Golf haven't won a game. Shep Golf, will be, this will be a bit of a... Another whitewash over at uh, Marupna Golf. Yeah, Shep Golf to continue on their merry way and make it seven and zip for the first half of the year. I think that's all we have for midweek, last rounds before the Christmas break. Season's greetings. Yeah, I've just got a plug here for my one of my old clubs, Nagambi. Australia Day tournament on Sunday, January the 23rd, just to confuse you. $75 per team. It's triples, two bowl triples, 9.30 start, lunch and afternoon tea. Then they have an auction after the game, get some good um, specials. Four games at 10 ends, playoffs will prevail if necessary. Wear your uniform, um, contact Robert Page or Fiona Smith. It'll be a great day. I hear a couple of the auction items, they're doing bundle packs of some of your old club shirts, Brian. Four for <laughs> ten. <laughs> 
get, get in fast. Good idea, mate. <laughs> fits, fits all players. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, right. Thanks very much, uh, Brian and Ash, for another ripping after the Jack. And uh, thank you very much, listeners, for joining us again. And uh, we'll uh, speak to you again next week. Thank you very much. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.